0: Good morning, everyone. We're going to get started again. <clears throat> and so, uh, do appreciate all of you coming and being with us this morning. I guess Brother Ronnie wins the uh, visitor uh, award this morning for bringing his family. And so, it's good having all of them in. It's good also having Brother Ryan in with us. And having the children. Amen. Glad to have them with us this morning. So, we're going to... Uh, they started on Pilgrim's Progress this morning uh, for Sunday school class. And so uh, we're going to turn it over to Brother Jamie. All right. Stand up, kids. I changed my Bible. We're
1: going to sing
0: Read Your Bible. Pray Every Day. Okay? So we're going to start really low. Ready? Sing loud. Read Your Bible. Pray Every Day. Pray Every Day. Pray Every Day. Pray every day read your bible, pray every day and you'll grow, grow! grow! And you'll grow, grow, grow! And you'll grow, grow, grow! Read your Bible, pray every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow! But if you don't read your Bible, forget to pray! Forget to pray. Forget to pray! Don't read your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, 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 then you'll shrink, 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 shrink. then you'll shrink, 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 don't read your Bible, forget to pray, then you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Good job. All right. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So very good. And uh, it's good having you once again and i do appreciate those that are with us and we're looking forward to what god's got for us i hope you came to church looking for something from the lord amen this is our opportunities these are our times that we can come and gather in together i don't know about you but i gain encouragement one from another and uh seeing that uh, brother Dan's still in the fight, and, and uh, different ones are still in the fight. It's good to see, amen, and that we've made it for another week. And I don't know about you, but I want to make it all the way yes. to my last breath. Yes. Whichever way it might come, I want to make it that way. And I appreciate the Lord. Today is Father's Day. It seemed like uh, recently, I, I don't know, something about the calendar is just so many days coming up here but anyway uh i I do i am glad for father's day and uh i'm glad i had a father and if you're here today you had a father and so uh anyway i am thankful very very thankful so um, i'm going to turn over and get Teresa and them to uh, get us a song together this morning And so, Brother uh, Lutz, if you would come and receive our morning tithe and offering for us. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, Lord. We thank you for the lessons that we had this morning, Lord. We we hope that they sink in, Lord. We can understand what you're trying to show us, Father. We ask that you bless this service today, Lord, that somebody might be reached by you. Bless this offering, Jesus that may be used to further your kingdom. In your sweet and holy name, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank the Lord. And uh, I am thankful that they uh, have started on this series about the Pilgrim's Progress, this first part. If any of you have ever read Pilgrim's Progress, uh, and I, I mentioned it several times before our ancestors in Christ have said uh, many times that uh, they consider the Pilgrim's Progress next to the Bible one of the greatest books ever written Amen. and the reason why is it teaches and shows a journey from here to heaven yes. but to get there to get there isn't yeah. just a step, yeah. huh? And I, uh, you had to go through the slew of the spine. Yeah. Later on, they'll ask Pilgrim. I don't know if they. I don't think they did this time, but they'll ask Pilgrim, "Why didn't you take the stepping stones over?" <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pay attention, right. and so he instead he just fell into that slew of the spawn. and so. Uh, it's a lot easier, folks, to take the stepping stones. All right. This is Tracy. You can have
2: joy. You can say, I'm sick. I'm always sick. I'm having to stay in bed. I've got all these financial troubles. And yet you can lift your hands and have
1: joy.
2: Yes. You know, I've heard people say, God wants me to be happy.
1: You know, and I just don't get that. No, it's
0: not right. He wants you to right.
2: pass your test.
0: He wants you to make heaven. He
1: wants you to
2: make heaven.
0: That's right.
2: And he's thinking a precious Jewel out of each one of us. Boy, I had a lot of rough edges. He's got some more to work on. Work on. But if you find yourself, this next part said you will never leave me, or, nor forsake me. You may say, Sister Butler is fake. Not if you found. What I'm talking about.
0: That's right.
2: You can have true joy and not really say I'm truly happy. And no. I got a joy, Mom this with us. Room of
0: says every good and perfect gift is from above. So if you've got anything good in your life, anything that's right in your life, it came from above. Amen, Brother Jeff. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. So if you have your Bibles here this morning, uh. Turn with me to uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Just to start off the the service this morning with this verse. Exodus 20 and verse 12. And those, if you're able, if you would stand with us. Honor the reading of the word this morning. Exodus 20 and 12. Honor thy father and thy mother. That thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. Honor thy father and thy mother. That the days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that your word gives us clear and easy-to-understand instructions on how to please You. And I thank You, Lord, that these, these instructions, Lord, not just only govern between me and You, Lord, but also teaches us how to react toward others who are in our lives. I pray this morning, Lord, that You would bless and anoint us. Help us, Lord, to bring forth words that would draw us ultimately closer to You, and God the Father, help us, dear Jesus, I pray. Help us here this morning touch hearts. Help us have a hunger and a desire like we've never had before to love you, to live for you, and to serve you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' holy and righteous and wonderful name. And everyone said, Everyone said, Thank you. Amen. All right. So, just to give us a little background on, um, you know, we all know Father's Day, right? It's when we're supposed to get gifts and give them to our fathers with a card telling them how much we appreciate them. I hope we all did that today if your father is still alive. And so, anyway, these are some things that I gleaned from... uh, that Wikipedia thing, says Father's Day was inaugurated in the United States in the 20th century, in the 1900s, okay? Uh, To compliment Mother's Day in celebrating fathers, fathering, and fatherhood. That was the first time I've ever seen it in print like that. I always said we had to have Father's Day because, you know, if it's good for mamas, it's good for us, isn't it? That's right. All right. And so then I also read, it said that the Coptic Orthodox Church has celebrated uh, fatherhood and observed it on St. Joseph's Day. I don't know which day that is, which uh, they observe on July 20th. Now, why would I say that? Well, the Coptic celebration, uh, it looks like it dates all the way back to the 5th century. That's a long time back, isn't it? Huh? We should celebrate fathers. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now, mothers, I'm not trying to exclude you, but this is our day. I gave you your day uh, a couple months ago, but anyway, it's our day today. Father's Day. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, so fathers are to be remembered during this time. A Father's Day service was held on July 5th of 1908 in Fairmont, West Virginia. It was uh, at the Williams Memorial Episcopal uh, Methodist Episcopal Church South known as Central United Method... I didn't know their churches had such long names too, but anyway, uh, Central United Methodist Church and uh, Grace Golden... Clayton was mourning the loss of her father when in December 1907, at the Montague mining disaster, uh, had killed 360 men, and 250 of those men were fathers. And so uh, uh, it left a a bunch of children uh, fatherless. The only thing is that that particular celebration or remembrance of fathers didn't go very far because that particular community and city had such a loss that they paid more attention to the other things instead. Yeah. A Father's Day service was uh, held in, um, um, okay, Father's Day celebration that we celebrate originated in Spokane. Washington at the YMCA uh, in 1910 by Sonora Smart, Smart Dodd, who was uh, born in Arkansas. Uh, his first celebration uh, was in, in, at the YMCA. Her father, the, a Civil War veteran, William Jackson Smart, was a single parent who raised his six children there by himself. And after hearing a sermon about Anna Jarvis' Mother's Day in Central, uh, at a Central Methodist Episcopal Church in 1909, she told her pastor, Father should have a similar holiday honoring them. And although she initially suggested June 5th, her father's birthday, the pastors at Spokane Ministerial Alliance did not have enough time to prepare their sermons. And the celebration was deferred to the third Sunday of June. Really and truly, this was the major time that Father's Day got started. Since that time, today, there are over 90 countries in the world that celebrate Father's Day on the third Sunday of June. So, uh, that's kind of interesting. But... Um, Father's Day is a great day to remember, to remember, Amen. and to remember. What a blessing it is for us to have memories. Even as bad as mine is, it's good to have memories. Okay? To remember uh, and to be able to visualize, remember uh, people and places and events. You ever notice when you go into sometimes a restaurant or something, you get a whiff of something, and it brings back a memory? Huh? You ever had that? I think that's neat, isn't it? And uh, maybe mama's, it's not mama's, maybe it's daddy barbecuing on the grill. How's that? (laughs) And so if you're a child, I want you to go back in your memory and pull up the best memory you've ever had about your father. want you to remember, wait on it. You got it yet, huh? You got it? There. So do you feel that, that warmth or that feeling of joy that you had back then with your fathers? Huh? Your favorite memory. One of mine is whenever he called me over, my dad called me over, I was wanting my dad to buy me a Honda 50 mini bike. Now I was already about five foot eleven at that time, but the little mini bike was about that big, you know. And and uh, my friend, he was a lot shorter. That was his bike, and I wanted one to be able to ride with him. And my dad brought me over to me. He said, "Now you wouldn't be disappointed if I got you a bigger bike, would you?"
1: <laughs>
0: now who would be disappointed that their father would buy them? A bigger body. And the other thing that stuck in my mind at that time was, wow. He not only was interested in what I wanted, but he wanted to find something that he knew I would enjoy for a longer period of time. Wow. Good memories. I also know we also have bad memories of our dad's. (laughs) And that just goes with the territory, okay? Uh, uh, I've had people tell me in times past that, you know, know, I know I deserve punishment, but you know, I just don't think he did it right. Come on now. Have you ever received a whipping that you thought you should have received the right way? It always hurt too much, a little too far down, a little too far up. Huh? I wish he would used a belt instead of a paddle. Or wh- huh? You kids ever been whipped? Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure y'all were, uh, we were on the same uh, frequency here about being whipped. You, you ever been whipped? You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All mm. uh, That, I'm on a rabbit trail, so just hang with me. No, I better not. Let me get back to Father's Day. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, now I want to talk to us fathers. It's our turn to remember our children and raising them up. I want you to think about your most favorite memory that you had with your children. Huh? And, you know, uh, those memories. And one thing I have to tell you, dads, is you need to quit worrying about the mistakes you made back then. I wish parenthood was a perfect science, but it is not. And so. We need to quit trying to figure out how to fix things that are in the past. It's better for us to uh, work on the things that we can today and now. Uh, I was thinking about fathers and and so try to be that father like was seen on Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) Huh? Little House on the Prairie. The guy that That was in the story. Not the guy that played the part. Because I found out later he was a pretty bad dad. Okay? But that story, Little House on the Prairie. One that when the children came up, they were there for them. They laid off what they were doing and paid attention to the children. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Go see mama. No. (laughs) Uh, That happens too often. But a father that's listening to the children, connecting with the children, your own children. And I'll be honest with you, fathers, it's harder for us to connect with our children than it is for mothers. Mothers almost always connect. Fathers, you have to work at it. And keep working at it. And since I don't have as many fathers in here as I have children, children, you've also got to work at constantly trying to be connected with your parents. Huh? Wow. Off script here. Anyway, I I remember many times, I wish my dad would sit down and be interested in what I'm doing you know huh you ever done that I wish dad would ask me about my hobbies and what I like and you know and then try to help me with some of those Um, there were times my dad did try to do that from time to time but it wasn't on a regular basis now as a father looking back I wish my youngins would come to me and say dad Help me with this. Instead, children just figure, Dad doesn't have enough time. He's busy. He won't listen to me. And they send him off the way. Don't be like that, fathers. Take time for your children. Take time even now that your children are grown. Like I said, those things that are in the past are in the past. But now, from today forward, yes. let's do all that we can to reconnect with our children, to re- reconnect with sons and daughters. Brother Robert gave us a lot of uh, statistics, which, by the way, Brother Robert was pretty depressing.
1: <laughs>
0: huh? Pretty depressing. About the number of children who are being raised without a father. Um, there, uh, I'm almost hesitant to mention this. Who in here has he- heard of Christian Walker? You have? Okay, Christian Walker. You know who his dad is? No. Okay, you had not heard of Christian Walker. <laughs> 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 Christian, that's right. I'd to I'm picking on you. Okay. Yeah. Christian Walker is Herschel Walker's oldest son. 22 years old. And he had some kind of rant that made the news basically telling fathers, go home and be a father. Go home and be a father. Now, I wanna say to a lot of you out here, you younger ones, potential fathers, and uh, I'm missing one father, but anyway, um, that did you know really and truly in a lot of ways you younger fathers are much better than the older fathers? And I, I think Brother Robert and I, our generation, we try to be better than our fathers were But I know, I don't know about Brother Robert, but I grew up in a generation where children were to be seen and not heard. And we didn't have a lot of conversation unless I was being disciplined or unless uh, I was doing a job and my father didn't quite like the performance of my job. Okay, And that was just kind of the normal thing. And so it was difficult whenever he would take us on outings, it was difficult for us to connect because I'm not sure who I'm looking at. Am I looking at the judge? Huh? How much fun can I have playing with my father, you know? There weren't a whole lot of times I remember playing with my father. And so, I tried to be a better father. And, uh, And what's amazing is some of my children have said the same thing about me. Huh? Played like that. Daddy, you weren't around as much as I'd like for you to be. You didn't play with us as much. Huh? And so, anyway, fathers, uh, we need to do as good a job as you can. If you are saved, saved fathers make such a difference. Saved fathers. Because at least they are trying to keep their family uh, centered on Jesus Christ. To be centered on Him. Now I had to go to church when I was younger, but as soon as we were out of church, it was a free-for-all. Huh? But... Let's make Christ the center of our homes. And that's what we need. I've talked enough about earthly fathers. I want to talk to you a little bit about our heavenly father. Huh? That is the example that we should try to uh, imitate if you want to be a father. To be like our heavenly father. Uh... If you have asked Jesus into your heart and life, if you're serving the Lord and following Him, you may not realize it, but you also have an adopted father. We have been adopted in to the largest family. I'm sorry. Bigger than the Taylors. Wow, that's a big family. <laughs> Tell me again, Sandra, how many grand, great-grandchildren? I
1: um, spent
0: the night with me and she said they counted them up last week to have 130, so. Grandchildren. Does that include great-grands? Yes, great okay. great-grands. Woo! Uh, Grandma, how'd you like to fill out Christmas cards for that? Huh? <laughs> But an even bigger family than that is the family of God. Those who have been blood washed, uh, whose names have been written into the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Those who are following after the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, We have a father. He called him his father. Uh, I I, I did a little... uh, It took me a little bit of time, but... If you just go through and count the uh, word Father in the Gospels, just in the red, okay? 232 times in the Gospel. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four books. 179 times that word Father is capitalized. You know why it's capitalized? Because he's talking specifically about his father. Yes. And I appreciate the Lord talking about his father because basically his father is our father too. Yes. Yes. Okay? And I don't want to get into all the mix of Maro about the Trinity. Amen. The, the triune God. The one God represented by the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so, uh, But uh, I appreciate him talking to us so much in the New Testament about it. Let me just read you a few uh, scriptures where he talks about the father. Because if you're adopted in, that means you weren't raised about around your father. Like when my father, when I have my father, I knew when I was probably Carmen's age, don't ask him anything until after his first cup of coffee. Because everything you ask him before his first cup of coffee is no. No. <laughs> Dad, it's nighttime. No. Dad, the sun is up. No. Dad, it's a new day. No. No. And so I appreciate Jesus telling us what our new father likes and dislikes. And how to be a good child for our heavenly Father. So in Matthew 5 and 16 it says, So let your so let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So here Jesus is saying, Don't hide what you're doing for the Lord, you know but let it be seen. Let your light so shine because really and truly it will not uh, shine because of you, but they'll see you're glorifying the Father. Huh? That's what we're to do. I don't know about you, but I don't don't like people looking too much at me. I'm bald. I'm sagging. I've got wrinkles. Huh? Y'all just look at me like... I want to reflect. Yes. Who cut me off there? Uh, I want to reflect my Father. My Heavenly Father. I don't want people to see me. I want them to see Him. And so, Matthew 5 and 45, Lord's talking quite a bit about His Father through these Scriptures, says that ye may be the children of your Father. Who in here wants to be the children of God the Father? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Children, you're supposed to raise your hands. Y'all want to be children of God the Father? Yeah, yeah. okay, alright. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven... For he maketh his sun to shine on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. So he's just telling us, amen, that he sends the rain to everybody. Then in Matthew 5 and 48, he says, be ye therefore mediocre. I don't want you to being too good at anything. I don't want you... Re- no, that's not what he said. Matthew 5 and 48 says, Be ye ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Huh? Now, God in heaven is perfect in the modern sense and in the older sense. In the old sense, it means mature, fully grown. But still, he wants us to be perfect. We need to do all that we can, day by day. Do you work on those things that you know is not approved by God? Yes. You know, Uh, there are times some of those things that we do and live in our uh, that are in us that we fail on over and over. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we get callous to it, and we just say. I can't help it, that's just who I am. But that may keep us out of heaven. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. We are to be transformed. We are to be changed. Amen? Yes, you are to have personality. Yes, you are not the same as everyone else. But there are some things we are to be the same about. And when it comes to the Word of God, that's what we need to come up to. And so, we are to be perfect. Matthew 6 and 1, it says, "...take heed that ye do not your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward with your Father which is in heaven." In other words, don't come to church and say, hey, I want to testify. I just gave $1,000 to somebody because the Lord told me to do that. You've lost your reward in heaven. Don't do that. Slip a little money here and slip a little money there. You do a little task here and do a little task there. I have to admit, several of you are really good about hiding things. Because sometimes I'd like to be part of it. But anyway, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> then it goes on. He says in uh, 6 and 4, just talking something about the same thing. He says that thine alms may be in secret and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Yeah. Fathers say this is all bringing back memories. When I was in the line... Shaking hands. People were coming by, giving their respects. <clears throat> I could not tell you how many people came by and said, your dad helped me when I was in trouble. Yeah. Your dad did this for me when I was in need. Yeah. And I thought, I never knew. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. But they, they were shouting it. Then in uh, verse 6, still, I think, uh, here he's talking about uh, our prayer. He says, But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. You know, a lot of times when people start being noticed is because God's noticing them in their prayer closet. God is not really big on noticing those who are good at saying fine speeches in church or great testimonies in churches. He's noticing those that are talking to Him in private.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. And I might suggest to you, I know people say, well, that just means to get alone or to pray to ourselves. you might say, I, I'm strange, and I guess I am. But I know it works.
1: Right.
0: Whenever I really wanted to get a hold of God, yes. you ever been that place? Yes. You really wanted to hear yes. from God? Yes. You really wanted to have an experience with God? I cleaned out the bottom of my closet. Yes. That's
1: right.
0: And I closed the door in the dark. Closed the door to the bedroom that I was in. Closed it up. And I began praying. Right. Now the Lord knows our thoughts, right? right. Well, I tell you, I thought and thought and thought and thought a bunch of prayers, but I still hadn't gotten anywhere with God—not right. what I wanted. Understand? Yeah. And so when I got in that closet, closed the door, and began to pray, I began to talk to the Lord. In a verbal voice. Amen. And there's something about the reverb of it coming back around in you. It wasn't too very long till I felt the presence of God in that little closet. Amen. I don't know about you, that's what I'm interested in is the presence. I'm interested in being in his presence and feeling him. I know it's not all about feelings. There's a lot of times I don't go by my feelings when it comes to serving the Lord. But oh, I thank the Lord. For the feelings, Amen. I thank the Lord for the times that I feel Him, feel His presence in us, Amen. That I believe that's uh, that part where it said His spirit would bear witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God, Amen. We need to feel that presence. The devil comes to you and says, "You're not saved." And you haven't prayed through to that presence? I'll be honest with you. You're vulnerable. You're easy by the devil to trip up and throw over, huh? That's why we need to find that place and pray to the Father. Pray to Him. Pray to Him in secret. Amen. And He will come and He'll reward you openly. And I'm going to tell you something, he will also reward you individually. I don't know about you, but I love. I love it when I can tell that the Lord. Yeah. 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 Huh? Amen. Amen. He looks down at me and
1: smiles.
0: Huh? Can you feel a smile? Yes. You can feel a smile. Even amongst us. Amen. When a person comes in the door and says, hey, how are you, glad to see you. Mm-hmm. No smile, it's like, thank you, you just said the words. But so when you come in the door and that, and that smile comes on your face, you all, you all need to feel that thing. Yeah. I'll tell you a little something that I learned uh, back at Ma Bell when they were teaching us how to use the telephone. Did you know they used to have classes on how to use the telephone? <laughs> By the way, some of y'all, it'd be good to go if you get a chance. But anyway, uh, it was talking to us about, uh, it was a business thing about doing solicitations over the telephone. Back then, that was a new thing back then. (laughs) Now we hate it, don't we? But anyway, did you know, here's what they told us. It said, smile when you're talking on the phone. And we looked at them like, what? And they said, a person can hear a smile. Yeah. You might not think it's true, but there is a difference when you smile, the way the words come through, how the other person hears it. So a smile is very important. Amen. And so I highly recommend, strongly recommend finding that closet of prayer. Taking time. Uh, You know, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when you get in that closet. You're going to remember everything you forgot you were supposed to do that day. And all the things that why you don't need to be praying because it's such a big waste of time. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be going there. And if that doesn't get you, then all of a sudden the telephone starts ringing, ring, 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 and then it'll quit. A ring, 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 and it'll quit. Brother Jeff, how do you know all these things? Because it's a common trick of the devil. He's trying to stir you out of that closet of prayer. Satan's biggest trick in trying to gain your soul is the trick of distraction. Yes. 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 To distract you. To distract you from your sins. Oh, everybody else does it. It's not a problem. Look over here. Huh? To distract you whenever you start feeling bad saying, you know, I shouldn't have done like that. I shouldn't have. Well, they deserved it. Huh? Any of y'all heard any of that in your ears? Yeah. Huh? Amen. I know they say if you hear voices in your head, you're going crazy. You are. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Everyone hears. Yeah. <coughs> you're hearing either the Lord, Jesus, th- through the function of the Holy Ghost, right. or you're hearing Satan, or you're hearing yourself. Do you want me to tell you about what yourself sounds like? How many of you ever heard yourself on a recording? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. So you know when you're thinking about it, I don't hear myself very often. It's one of these other two most of the time. <laughs> huh? Because you're a little squeaky voice in there. And so we need to pray and seek the Lord. Back to the Father's Day message. Um, Matthew 6, 8 and 9 Be not ye therefore like unto those who are begging all the time and all and doing repetitive uh, type prayers said for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Huh? after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name the lord has given us instructions on how to draw close to the father and how to pray ever wondered how to pray there's a perfect example of how to pray don't take that prayer and pray that oh i pray the uh, the lord's uh, prayer all the time That was for an example, folks. It's not for you to repeat all the time, okay? Then over um, uh, in starting in verse 14 and 15, for if ye forgive men their trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, You know, this world has almost got to the place they don't know Scripture like this anymore. Because God accepts them anyway, however they want, whatever they do, it's okay. I got it. Verse 15, But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. He won't forgive them. Well, that was before the cross. Wait a minute. This is the man that hung on the cross. That's telling us that. Yes. He's given us instructions. These instru- he said for us to take these instructions and teach others. Huh? Yes. So these are the instructions He gave us. We're to forgive. Can I tell you something? It is so easy to have to get ought or to feel offended or to feel like somebody's hurt us, or feel like somebody's done us wrong in this world today. It is so easy. Likewise, we need to learn to be a great forgiver. You ever heard somebody and they're about to insult you and you hear it coming? Huh? Start forgiving them then. Huh? Really? But they didn't ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is not necessarily for them. It is all for you. He said if we don't forgive those who've done us wrong, then the the Lord won't forgive us. Yeah. That's hard preaching, ain't it? Some people would say, oh, that's just kind of shallow preaching. That's holiness preaching right there. To forgive. To forgive your enemies. To forgive those that have done you wrong, to forgive those that hate you, to forgive those that are against you, we are to forgive others. Amen. Matthew seven and eleven. If ye then be evil, this is the Lord giving this parable, talking about uh, someone coming and asking for something from the Father. Said, if ye then be evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Huh? There are times, children, Father likes for you to ask. Huh? To ask. He knows... He knows what you need. But He likes for you to ask Him. Huh? We're always saying, Lord, bless us. Lord, bless us. You know, bless the crowd. Touch us. Help us. Have you ever thought about trying to bless Him? To give Him something to feel good about? Huh? Huh? To make him feel happy? Huh? To give him a gift? Now you could give him all the gifts in the world and I'll be honest with you, he's got all that stuff. What he's wanting is to hear from us. To depend on him. Huh? I want to tell you ladies, something about men. If you get so independent, your man gets to the place he thinks you don't need him. That's not very good. I gotta hurry. I'm sorry. Uh, Men like to be needed, but not too much. (laughs) Then that's (laughs) nagging. All right. I'm sorry. It's Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Got you a good meal at home. Not yet. Uh, okay. Forgive me, I shouldn't ask that while we were reporting. Anyway, so let me jump down. I'm running a little over John six forty four. No man can come to me, Jesus, except the Father, which hath sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is all in Jesus. But God the Father has stuff for us. If it wasn't for Him, Jesus wouldn't have come. If it wasn't for Him, I don't know if He would have suffered. Jesus did ask, Lord, if this cup, if I can pass by this. I appreciate our Heavenly Father. I appreciate Him. He knows all things. But Lord, help us to know more about You and how to approach You, Father, and approach You, Jesus. Amen. I do want to add something to us. At our church, we mainly talk more so about Jesus because... God the Father did pass everything down to Him. And so all glory is now toward Jesus. But I want to remind us, God the Father, He's got a lot to do with us. Amen. So we should thank Him. So, Teresa, get us a song here if you would. Get us a song. <coughs> So, fathers, are you still part of the family? The family includes all. Brother Robert gave us those wonderful, exciting, depressing statistics about single family raising a uh Children in a single family home. God never meant it to be that way. Right. He always meant it to be for a father and a mother. Before the church came, the Lord instituted the home. The first priest ever anywhere was Admiral. First father. And so, fathers, be part of your home. I'm not just preaching to you; I'm preaching myself. With COVID and all, some of my children are seem like they're farther away than I've ever known them to be. I got to quit waiting for them to call. Got to call himself. But I want to tell you something, though. Right now. Jesus is calling. Where's your heart at? Have you had that experience of the presence of the Holy Ghost? You say, Brother Jeff, you were talking about the Father and Jesus. It's through the Holy Ghost that we feel the Father and the Son. He is that Spirit of Christ that comes to us. Have you felt Him? Do you want to feel Him? Do you? I can tell you the greatest experience on this earth that you can have is to have an experience in Christ Jesus feel his presence. First time that I, I felt it. I didn't even know what it was. I can tell you where it was at. It was at the old Savannah.